What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Bombcast. I'm your host, Steve Lester, and with me, as always, is Mr. Kevin McElroy. We are owners of Bombers and Sleeves, a clothing and lifestyle brand dedicated to the war on self-doubt, where we encourage you to bomb your boundaries and chase after your dreams. On today's show, Kevin and I are going to talk about the five steps to start your own apparel brand. We're going to break down how we started Bombers and Sleeves to where we are at right now. So let's go and get into the show. Mr. McElroy, how are we doing, my man? What's up, man? Feeling great, Ooh. dude. Good to be back. Ooh. I'm sorry to everyone out there that we missed you last month. Shit yeah. got hectic, but we are yeah. back right now. And you know what? We're gonna forget. We're gonna forget that shit. It's you know. Yeah. Just move forward. Yeah, you know, it, it is. It, we're in these kind of interesting times where mm-hmm. it's um, it's not like we didn't want to do the show. We 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 did, but with a lot of our guests and stuff, it's practicing the safetyness and seeing how every state is up and down a lot of people are not weird about coming into the studio but it's all also us like we don't know where you've been so it, also practicing that that safetyness is a big thing it's a big thing for us and should be a big thing for you too so kevin and i decided that we are going to get together today and uh talk about some really really fun stuff man we got a great topic today guys and before we get into that topic, I'm going to hand it over to Mr. McRoy, and uh, we're going to talk about a little bombers news. Kev, what do we got going on, man? Man, so we are crushing our way through 2020. We got uh, we had a little planning meeting on the phone uh, a couple weeks ago that mapped out all the new stuff that we're going to release in the fall. We got three new items for you that I won't uh, go into detail about just yet, but you guys are going to be super stoked. Uh, aiming for a mid-October, early November release of that. Um, it's going to be cool, man. This is going to be... You've seen it before, but you haven't seen it like this kind of thing. Uh, it's going to yeah. be... It's going to be good, man. I'll, uh, you know, uh, definitely putting some extra love into it to make sure you guys uh, get a fresh batch. Cause I know it's been a minute since we did, since we did a new release. So I want this to be, want this to be special for you guys. Um, and so other than that, Steve and I had, an, had a, had a fun day today, man. We booked, we booked day. the rooms at Caesar's palace in Las Ooh. Vegas for our agenda, February, 2021 show. Oh, yeah. Uh, the showcase agenda was cool enough to get us a badass uh, room block rate there. So we got that locked in, got uh, got our flights booked today. So it's feeling real, man. And we, you know, we were just talking yeah. off mic how excited we are to, you know, we, have, we haven't had a lot to look forward to this year. And I'm sure you guys haven't had a lot to look forward to uh, that much either. You know, in terms of like big events, going places and yeah. doing things like yeah. that. So just the like act of booking a hotel and booking your flights and like having that plan um is awesome man so agenda 2021 is now uh becoming very very real it's not that it wasn't before but now you know it's in the calendar flights are booked hotels booked um and you know dialing in those last minute um uh design stuff that we're going to showcase there has been awesome um another thing vegas baby vegas yes <laughs> it's gonna be good man it's gonna be uh it's gonna we're we're there uh through the weekend so we're gonna yep. be all business tuesday through thursday then our wives fly in on friday we're gonna stay through the weekend we're gonna celebrate you know um go out to the, go out to some dinner yeah yeah and it was funny because uh, 
you know, every time I've been to Vegas has always been, and probably you too, has always been for pleasure and fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nice having that kind of contrast with like getting in there, getting in game mode, uh, getting there a day early before the convention starts and just really buckling down. Um, and then being able to actually enjoy Vegas, I think, for the first time after you've done something to reward yourself. Because every day, look, the last time I was in Vegas, it was for four nights at a bachelor party. Guys, every time I've been to Vegas, it's been for a bachelor party. And look, there's only so much sinning you can do until it gets boring. So this will be a nice, that reward system will be nice, a nice payoff because we are going to bust our ass during that convention, man. Yeah. 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 100%, man. Um, and, you know, I guess I'll just take this opportunity to plug it. If any of you watching out there or listening uh, know anyone in retail that would be interested in our stuff and might possibly be attending Agenda 2021, please drop us an email, bombersandsleeves at gmail.com. We'd love to uh, set up an appointment with them. We will be there, uh, you know, from open to close every single day. So we'd, we'd love to talk to anyone we can. Um, super fair, wholesale prices. Um, and, you know, the stuff speaks for itself. I think it would do great in any, um, you know, type of action sports store or, or anything like that. So if you do know someone, help us out, please. That would be awesome. Yeah, um, show some love. And yeah, dude, same thing, man. So I, you know, ever since I was 21, I went with a group of uh, of guys down to Vegas. Um, yeah. You know, my dad being one of those people. And then like, you, you know, it's usually about like 10 to 11 other uh, dudes that go there. We call it like the Vegas boys trip annual thing, man. And yeah, same thing, dude, always very fun. You go down there, but the mission is to drink and hang out and just, and have fun and do your thing. I've never, Vegas. I've never flown into Vegas with a game face on yes. there to like do some business and do the thing. There's an energy about that to yeah. it, man. You know, it's like, it's the, you know, it's one of those big meccas of convention spaces, man. Yeah. And so, it's going to be wild, man. I'm excited to get in there, to check in the hotel, um, to walk into that convention space the first day and, you know, see it all done up, set up shop, and then and then just let it happen, man. Yeah, and I think, too, Kevin, Kevin and I decided it, it'd be better. To, we're going to go a day early, um, and I think that's really important for, for everybody. Like, when you do conventions and stuff, like, go a day early. Scope out the scene. Uh, meet the people. It, it just, it really... Um, when it comes down to game time, you're a little bit less nervous, I think, and you have a little bit more to ex- like. You know what to expect, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the uh, it's the metaphorical pregame dump. That it's is, the pregame that it's dump. Yeah, it really yeah. is. It really is. You're looser, you're lighter for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, that it's gonna be awesome, man. And guys, going back to like these new designs, man. Kev's been busting his ass working on this stuff, and he showed me the prints, and <laughs> it's uh. I, I, I'm personally excited to get this out to the world, man. This shit's going to be fire for sure. I think, yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate yeah. it. I'm really excited on it too. And, um, you know, you guys are going to get first, uh, first dibs on the drop. Um, there might be, there might be one piece that we don't introduce, you know, that we only introduce at agenda 21, but you guys, um, will have access to the presale before, uh, before February. Like I said, you know, looking to, looking to drop that new stuff, uh, mid October to early, November and what we're talking about here will will be part of that launch too. So, um, it's going to be good. So yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope, you know, you're doing as well as can be and you found the positive in this time. Hopefully you've used it to maybe learn a new skill or, uh, or, you know, just been hanging out, listening to us. That's cool too. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, you know, also wanted to mention that, uh, started communication, uh, with an overseas manufacturer today to, um, start, 
getting some samples for some custom cut and sew stuff. So you guys love everything that we have right now, but you know, there's, there are some limitations to doing things with uh, what we call quick print stuff. So that's basically like, you know, you have your wholesale uh, brands like Bella Canvas and Gildan and things like that. And usually a print shop will have those pre-stocked and then you um, print on those. And those are awesome. And, you know, some of those come out well, but if you want maybe a little longer taper, a little heavier weight, um, different drawstrings, different cuffs, you got to go custom cut and sew for that. And, you know, it's been, it's been over a year and uh, finally feeling comfortable after putting in research and study on how all that stuff works um, to actually branch out on that. So, um, realistically you probably won't be seeing any of that hit until like next next summer or so like that but um you know it could be it could be earlier but that's something to look forward to you know what we have right here is just round one round two it's going to be custom from the ground up i think you guys are really really going to love it i'm going to put it a lot into thought on um you know what seems to be doing well out of the garments that we have now and just take those like take those elements and certain in terms of like the weight and the fit and then maybe modify them just a little bit just to get them get them like extra tight extra perfect um not tight fit you know what i mean like dialed in <laughs> dialed in yeah, yeah. dialed in it's no dialed that's awesome in. man it's dialed Y'all, so that, I mean, that that's the news, man. I mean, we're, we're, we're so excited. And, and it is great to be excited about something because, come on, man, it's been six months where, you know, look, we have lost those uh, other conventions, those trade shows, those things that we normally do, but it never got us out of the fight. Well, I think what we did was we really learned, and, and we're going to tap into all this stuff, mm-hmm. but we learned kind of to hone in on what we, A, need to learn, be like what really is going to push success for this company and, and and that's what is so exciting about this time kevin tapped in like you know during this time i hope you guys are doing that where you're learning something new um uh, learning something about yourself uh picking up a hobby picking up an, uh, a new creative platform or anything uh because we are given this time uh, it may seem like a curse, but I promise you it's a blessing. Uh, and it's all about what we do with it, okay? So uh, I think it's time to get into the topic today, my man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, man. so, you know, as of always, you, you guys have been on this journey with us since the birth of this company. And, and we like to share our journey and our experience with you. Uh, we loved taking you guys up last time up to Cleveland. You were there for the car ride up with the blasting music and got to see exactly how we do it, how we roll up to the scene. You got to see the scene. And then we had the honor of actually talking to you uh, on the podcast and share that experience, sharing things that worked, sharing things that didn't work, um, and sharing things that we learned, okay? So that's ultimately the goal, I think, for this podcast. While we have guests on here, too, is they can share their story, and we can uh, swap information that hopefully you're getting knowledge. Hopefully you're getting little tidbits of information and power that's going to help you in your uh, personal, your professional, or your creative journey. And so today we thought it'd be really, really awesome to talk about the five steps uh, to start an apparel brand. And what I love about this is because if you would ask Kevin and I two years ago, did you guys think you were going to own an apparel brand? We probably would have fucking laughed in your goddamn face. <laughs> we were laughing in your face. No, we were trying to be rock stars. But here we are, and we own it. And uh, it's just been such an exciting adventure 
And uh, Kevin was awesome enough to kind of break this down into a, a really neat template. He, and I think he nailed it on this. So there's five very important things that we think you should know when you are starting an apparel company. So we're going to start off with number one. And um, this is <laughs> this is a big one. It's find your brand. So Kev, what does find your brand mean? Yeah, so... Um Everything you said there was great, man. And yeah, I like to I like to just take a moment, you know. So yeah. the mission the mission with the podcast is like is a practical. It's a you know a platform for practical advice on how to win a, the internal war of creative pursuit. Yes, and that internal war correlates with our mission of bomb your boundaries, right? And that means that that is a direct. Uh, nod to that internal struggle that we feel as creators trying to overcome that self-doubt. That's also why we say that we're dedicated to the war on self-doubt. And so instead of just like having those being empty marketing terms, this is our gift, uh, you know, back to you to be like, Hey, no, we really mean that you can make this happen and bomb your boundaries is not just a fluffy marketing term. This is where you can come to actually get the, that real actionable, um, advice on how to really make that happen. So as we go through this today, you know, this is about starting an apparel brand because we have become somewhat experts on this by now, putting in over a year of work into it and all the connections we've made and stuff like that. But anything that we say right here, you can transpose it to whatever you're doing. It could be five steps to starting uh, a band too. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about comes down to just connection impact and then some, some practical business advice on how to actually get it out there and not completely waste all your money in, in the effort or in the event. And, um, you know, before you've actually got some revenue coming in. So, uh, so I invite you as we're going through this stuff to, um, you know, make it relevant to whatever you're doing. But, uh, so with that being said, lots of people want to start apparel brands these days, man. Uh, everybody, everybody. And dude, I don't blame you. It's super fucking easy. You can find a print shop. You can say, Hey, I want to, I got this, uh, you know, you could take something as simple as like uh, like a period, you know, like the punctuation mark and say, yeah, man, this stands for like put a stop to shit or something. I don't know. I'm just yeah. going off the cuff of my head. And you send him a Microsoft Word document of a period. And he says, yeah, dude, that'll go good on this blank right here. That's $4 plus the printing is like $1.50. You want like 100 of them? You're like, that sounds cheap as fuck. Of course I want that. I'm in. All of a sudden, you know, period brand or, you know, stop, you know. Yeah, the you know it stops here. Whatever you want to call it, uh, again, you know I'm just coming with that with the top of my head. But it's literally that easy. And then all of a sudden, oh you my can't God. steal that. By the way, you yeah. can't steal that. <laughs> you know, it's I. But isn't that funny, dude? How how like yeah. uh, that's how it starts. How diverse, just even like a punctuation mark like that could be. Yes, you know, oh, of course, stop human trafficking. It could be stop with the bullshit and do what you say you're gonna do. Yes, you know, whatever, man. You can go a million different directions. And I think that. also too, apparel has made its way into everything. So even if you're a band, uh, a YouTube uh, uh, personality, or you're a podcast, like you have to have apparel. Right. Everything has to have apparel now. Yeah. In the past ten years, you have to have apparel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%, man. And yeah, dude, any business you see, you know, they got their their personalized swag up on the wall and it's become it's become very accessible, uh, right? And so with a low barrier to entry comes a lot of people. But where I see it falling short is in a lot of ways. So 
when we go through these five steps, I hope it just brings some clarity. And I'm not trying to shoot you down. If you are starting trying to start an apparel brand, that's awesome. But like, don't be the guy who just, like I said, has some clip art, throws it on a print and thinks like shit's just going to fall into place. Um, there are some very important and very thoughtful steps that need to come first before you have a, sh- a shot at selling anything. And a lot of those things are going to come down to connection and impact with your, with your core audience. And so, um, with that, I'll just go start going down the list. Um, well, we'll just do it one by one. So we're yeah. at, we're at step number one and that's find your brand. And that ties into what I was just saying right there. It's not as easy as just putting something on a t-shirt and throwing it out there. That's great for family reunions or breweries or, uh, you know, something like that. But if you're trying to start an apparel brand, that brand is the key word right there. Um, a brand is something far more wide reaching than just a design on a t-shirt, right? A brand is something that is so impactful that people carry the memory of it even when they're not looking at it, right? And so that's a big task, right? There's only probably three, four, five brands offhand that you remember just walking around, you know, and those they've put millions of dollars into marketing to make sure you remember that. So starting your apparel brand, you probably don't have a huge budget like that. So you really need to think deeply about what are you concerned with? What are you connected with? What, um, you know, really, what change do you want to make in the world and use the medium of apparel brand or of apparel and being an apparel brand to share that message, right? Even right there, that's going to take some good time to sit and think through. And so with Bombers and Sleeves, this was born out of a frustration of taking the easy route when when you're designed to be an artist, right? Seeing a lot of people give up prematurely on their artistic career to go start something else or get a quote real job or something that's more stable or you know any any one of those words when really they could have very well been right on the cusp of discovering something great about their art and that discovery could have got them to another level. And so Bomb Your Boundaries is not only, you know, a, a reminder um, that if you feel called to create creative path, you should exhaust every single resource to make that happen because it's who you are. But it's also a reminder that like, you know, maybe the limitations that are holding you back from your artistic career are really inside yourself, right? They're those self-imposed boundaries. And so take that general issue and distill it down and put a visual kind of context with it. And you have the basic framework of where Bombers and Sleeves comes from, right? Internally, you feel called to a creative pursuit, yet you maybe get scared for whatever reason, as we all do. You choose the safe route, but then you wind up depressed, anxious, completely unfulfilled. And it's because that artistic side of you is trying to find its way out, is trying to wear itself on your sleeve as a creator. And so bomb your boundaries, wear your, um, you know, true calling on your sleeve, bombers and sleeves, put that together. Bam, we have a name. Okay, well, shit, dude. So we have a name. We have somewhat of a mission behind it. 
Now what? Is that an, is that enough? I don't know. Let's go out. Let's go out and test it. That's going to be the that's going to be the first part about finding your brand. Look around. Do people share that same thing or has everyone else already learned that way before you and maybe what you think is insightful is not really that insightful. Well, as we found out talking to people, no, that's very common actually and a lot of people have not been able to put their finger on why they run into those walls of self-doubt and frustration. And so when you start to unpack that, you're like, okay, now we might actually be onto something. We have a common frustration, a common want to express our creative selves and and, ha- and carve out a creative career for us, for ourselves, uh, and not have to give in to fear and doubt and do something that we're not called and aligned to do. All right, so the, so those elements of creating of of a like a good brand are present within that, right? You have a common emotional thread, which is a problem, and then you have an uh, a mantra or like a, a reminder that's in the form of a brand to tell them, hey, remember that you have something deeper inside of you and that you're called to this for a reason. That, in what I've studied about branding, is the essence. Of, of where you need to start. Um, because not only is that impactful and meaningful, but it's broadly applicable to a target audience. And you're giving value. Yeah. You're giving value to, to yeah, to a very broad audience. Um, and, and I want to say something about this. When, when you're bringing value to an audience, like, you know, we tend to, to kind of target this towards creators. Mm-hmm. And you will be surprised. So what, what, when you are coming up with your branding, open your eyes because we have been shocked so many times. And I'll give you two examples. Bomb Your Boundaries was, was a specific thing towards you know creators and, and how we get blocked, we get discouraged, we, we, we look at society, we don't think we're good enough. We, we, you know, it, it's pushing past that fear and doubt and we're telling you to go for it. Two examples though. And this is what I tell you to keep your eyes open. We're at the Southern Gentleman's Trade Show. Okay. And this is how important your, your slogan or your mission statement is, your branding is, is we're at the Southern Gentleman's Trade Show and some girl, remember she was working down at the other end of the booth and she was a drug addict and her friend just died of heroin. And she looked at, she, all she kept seeing was the big side of our tent and said, bomb your boundaries, bomb your boundaries. She comes up to me the last day at the, at the event and she said, I just want to say thank you because I just lost a friend to heroin and I'm a former drug addict. And when I read your sign, it hit me that I don't want to use again. Okay. You're taking, this is something about your branding. You have to make it strong and it has to be, it has, it has to come from integrity, but watch how surprised you are when, how strong it becomes we get we get people that sit in here and we ask them what bomb your boundaries means all the time and you get a different answer now yes it does come with pretty much all the, you know the, in the same family but it's all different when you have something strong that you believe in it can be applied to anything in life anything like just like this girl she didn't want to do drugs anymore you know she that was a reminder of staying away and we didn't intend it for that, but that's the beauty about art. Art speaks louder than the words. And if you come up with that branding that's strong, that was just such a great example mm-hmm. of how it can move people. 
And when you were talking to, I just, you know what I kept thinking about when we were talking about um, branding was just, just do it was Nike's thing, right? Right. Not just do it was Nike's big thing all through the nineties. Just do it. Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen, the nineties, 96, 97 bulls. They were unstoppable. They were in all the commercials and said, Nike, just do it. It was a basketball commercial. And you know what I did? Little Steve Lester. I would watch that and I applied that in fourth and fifth grade to go talk to girls because I was nice. so afraid to talk to girls. <laughs> awesome. And I just kept saying, just do it. Just do it. So when you're coming up with your branding, have your target audience and be really specific, but don't be surprised when it becomes something bigger than you actually think. That's when you know it's strong. Yeah. That's when you really know it's strong. Absolutely. So that target audience is is very important but i would say your target emotion is what you really need to sit and journal on and think about Mm -hmm. talk to your friends this is going to involve compassion and empathy which god could we use a lot more of that in in our world right now and what i mean by that is like listen to them say hey man what have you been going through lately do you notice that you've had a theme of going through stuff like that in the past you know outside of you know the the current situation with covid like what are you going through man like how are you how are you really doing listen when they when they you know give you feedback on or answer your question really seek to understand what they're talking about look for that common thread of of what they're going through that you've also noticed a lot of other people going through nike would just do it you see a lot of people that fight with procrastination and working out just fucking do it, man. Just yeah. get up and put your fucking running shoes on and go out. Walk. Walk to the mailbox, man. Just do it. It is, you know, the word it is broad enough that it can fit everyone. Yeah. And when you look at ours of bomb your boundaries, dude, the one thing the one thing I love is that a lot of people are like, oh, boundaries are meant to keep us safe. That's like, you know, I, I think that's unhealthy. Great. Now they're talking about us. We're opening up a conversation yeah. about what exactly boundaries mean to mean to you. Now, yes, boundaries can be there to keep us safe, but they can also be there to keep us out of something, keep us away from something, right? So obviously what we're talking about is the positive side of boundaries, um, not the bomb your personal safety boundaries and put yourself in danger. That's obviously not what we're saying at all. We're saying... Uh, bomb your limiting boundaries that are keeping you on the other side of what you're actually wanting, right? And so, you know, go around, talk to people, interview people, look for that common emotional thread, try to understand further where that, uh, where that like root emotion comes from, and then, you know, connect with them. See, see if you can offer some advice that you have. A, this could be helpful to them, but B, pay attention to that advice if it resonates with them. If you're like, why don't you just do it to go back to the Nike example? And they're like, you know, I never thought about that, man. Thank you. I am in my head too much. I do yeah. overthink things. I do do that. In my case, I was afraid of being my authentic self, honestly. And I was in a very corporate sales job that was just not for me at all. And when I let that go and embraced being like kind of weird artist and like open myself up to you know, being the writer that I've always been and, you know, into design and creation and things like that. Now we have this. Now I get to, you know, yeah, get to connect with Steve on a deeper level. I feel like our friendship has gotten better since oh, we yeah. started this because I've been able to like open up and be 
my true self. And I think you have too as well. Totally. And so, you know, all of this, man, not to get too deep, but it should be kind of a spiritual journey, man. You're connecting deeper with people. You're seeking to understand further. And at the same time, you're letting that core authentic part of yourself uh, come forward. And that is very important to business because without you, you don't have a brand. Without me and my whole self in here, without Steve and his whole self given his art, you know, we don't have what you see today. And so think about that and start down that path. Um, and then, you know, after you, after you connect to that idea, then act on it. And that's going to lead us to step two. Uh, number two is market locally. So let's talk about market marketing locally. Yeah. So, all right. So you found your brand. Congratulations. Like super psyched for you. You may think, let's go print it up. Let's run some shit and put it up on the store and start selling it right away. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say, get with your friends that have bands. Get with your business owner friends. Print some stickers first. Stickers and cheap flyers. And say, take those stickers over to you guys that have bands, that have businesses, that have what, even if it's an auto deal detailing uh, business or uh, dude, actually your waiter friends are probably going to be your best. Your waiters and your bartenders, man, print up a sticker with your brand and your logo on it. Say, Hey man, this isn't live yet, but this is my idea for my brand. This is what I stand for. This is what the brand's trying to connect with. You represent that. And I would love your help with distributing this and say, Hey man, whenever you give a check to your customer, just, would you mind putting that sticker in there? Would you mind putting that flyer in there? Um, anytime you go out to dinner, here's some extra ones. Will you just leave that on your check when you, when you check out? Um, you know, same thing. Uh, people, if you have friends that are in bands, would you mind just handing the sticker with the brand, uh, out on it, right? Getting that pre-marketing in for very, very low cost is going to prime people in your local area to start getting familiar with it. They're going to be like, what is this? Questions are going to come up. And before you've even put anything on a shirt, you're going to be able to have conversations and getting people pre-hyped on it, right? You're like pre-selling the brand before the brand is even live. Um, And then our personal favorite thing, fucking sticker bomb, dude. Take those stickers and stop signs, bathrooms, whatever. I'm not telling you to vandalize, but I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was actually, you know, when we, when we were sticker bombed, uh, it, it's an addiction because once you so, put on one, you can't stop. You, you know? can't you really can't get it everywhere because I'll tell you right now, if you go to, I hate to admit this, but if you go to losers here in Nashville, there is still right there on the private parking sign, a bombers and sleeves sticker and it will not, the rain won't wash it off. It is still there. Everyone will see it. It's been there up there for a year. Yeah. Everyone's going to see it and they'll know. Sticker bomb. It, it's it's an old punk rock move, right? It's it just an old like yep. classic tale, and and we're never above that. Okay, you have to get the vision out before you know before anybody even thinks it's cool, right? Because as soon as someone sees it, that's the biggest thing. As soon as someone sees it on a shirt, before they see it on a shirt, and they see it somewhere else, they'll be like, "I've seen that before." Everybody wants to be a part of the new cool thing. Yes. Okay, that's why I never got into Jack Johnson, and this is this is actually will go in with what we're saying. I never listened to Jack Johnson when I was in college because Jack Johnson was huge in college. Everybody else did. I was not a part of it, but the people that discovered him early on were like, "Oh my God, he's the best thing." Well, he, re- I mean, Jack Johnson's cool as shit, mm-hmm. but people loved it because they they got a hold of him early before he was even cool. It's the same thing with your brand. 
if you can get it out there and some people see, I don't know, if, even if it's three people, those are three people that think you're cool as shit. And what happens is, I think with American society is, we like to kind of hold things dear and we like to know it before this person knows it. Because when it ultimately gets too cool, we're like, eh, I don't know. That's why sticker bombing is important. Or like Kev said, give it to your waiters, give it to your friends and bands, anybody. Anybody in marketing, just pass it out. When people see it and then all of a sudden they see it again, they feel great. They're like, oh, I know this. I know this. I'm ahead of the curve. People love cool before it becomes what? Cool. Your community locally has a has a sense of ownership is what Steve's trying to say. It's yes. like, yes, it's your brand, but it's really their brand if yes. they connect to it first. And people love to take that and run with it because we all like to have the cutting edge shit, right? Yeah. And know about things that other people don't know about prior. So to make your brand on the ground floor something that belongs to your city, that belongs to your local community, it's going to have far better reaching effects. Um, I'll be honest, we did we did not do this step. So we're giving you some inside knowledge. This is kind of like what we would do if we had to start over again kind of thing on this step. Um, we, I mean, we have done it after we actually launched, but like yeah. if I had to go back, yeah. I would, you know, I would follow this template that we're giving you right here. Um, and this part about marketing locally and really getting that hype up before you ever put anything on a shirt or a hoodie or a hat um, is a big step. It's going to help a lot. It kind of goes back to this, and this is what I was kind of thinking about. In the 80s, they always said, don't come to L.A. if you can't own your city. They said that to bands. Before you launch this big thing, which is our last thing is launch, you have to kind of own your city, okay? You have to be able to like get it out there and see what it does, or at least test it and, and before you even do the big plunge. And nine times out of 10, if you really can work with the community very well, it's only going to benefit you because people love helping people. You're going to make great relationships. You're going to get great assistance. And um, it's going to only benefit you to try to take over where you're at now or at least get the name, the brand out before you go for the big push out into the internet and the world. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Man. Yeah. Yeah, it creates that that familiarity when by the time you do launch, people are going to be just subconsciously they've already seen it, um, and they're you know they're ready to buy. Um, now, even though we didn't do this step, uh, you know we we were doing a lot of pop up events right out of the gate where we did yeah. hand out stickers and stuff like that. So, um, but we had to invest a lot of money in a custom tent. We already had like a, a you know half of a half batch of inventory that we were selling out, so we were already fairly deep monetarily into it before we started passing that out. So, um, just helpful hint right there. You can save a lot and get the same benefits by just printing some stickers cheaply yeah. and and putting that groundwork in first. It's gonna go. It's gonna go a long way. So, yeah, big step right there. Uh, so now we're going to be on step three, guys, and uh, this is called create a prototype. All right, so now this is where you can print one t-shirt, uh, one t-shirt design. If you want 10, 20, whatever, yeah. that's fine. But this is where you can actually test it out. But you're not going to sell these just yet. This is a prototype that you're going to have. Go back to your friends that are in bands, that are waiters, that are bartenders, Give them the first initial shirt. Oh, yeah. Now they've laid the groundwork, right? They've passed out the stickers. They passed out the flyers. People have seen it. Now, you know, they cooled off on the stickers. They cooled off on the flyers. People have seen it. Now, all of a sudden, they show back up into work today. 
they got the shirt on. You did a, you did a small run. You did like twenty of them. You spent you know whatever hundred two hundred bucks on a very on a very small run. Now all of a sudden people are walking in there and they're like, dude, I've seen that before. Where have I seen that? Your buddy, if he really wants to help you out, is not going to be like, oh, I gave you the sticker about it. He's going to say, oh man, this is a badass local brand, dude. You got to check him out. Do not be afraid that just because like, oh, but wait, Kev, I don't have a website or like anything yet. You'd like, this is just a prototype. What do I do if someone wants to buy something? Dude, don't worry about it, man. People are not that quick to act. You're Again, you're in these first three phases, you're in the priming phase. You're getting people used to that brand recognition, right? Just over and over. I saw the sticker. I got the flyer. Now this fucking bartender's got the shirt on. Now this guy in a band I love's got the shirt on. Now, you know, this random uh, mom or dad has the shirt on. Like, what is this? You know, start it's, to it's feel obviously like you're cool. It's obviously cool. It's obviously and cool. No one else knows about it. That goes back to what we were just saying. No one cool before it's cool. Yep, absolutely. And create that prototype. And then, you know, in this phase, this is where you really want to be looking for strategic partners after your launch that can actually help you. Yeah. If there is a business that you think is going to vibe really well with your brand, or if there's a nonprofit, let's say you found your brand and it's very humanitarian and mission-based, what are those nonprofits around the area um, that are really going to gel well with it that you can start um, the process of, of building a business relationship with? Take them the sticker, the flyer, the shirt prototype, Say, hey, my name's whatever. This is what I got in mind. It's not live yet, but when when it is, like I really want to partner with you guys, what options do you think we can come up with, right? Start doing uh, what I call the sales calls, man. You got to knock on doors. You got to send the emails and like, but this time you're not fucking, you know, you're not selling life insurance or fucking pest control shit. You're selling your heart, your dream. This is, this is easy, right? Lots of people shy away from sales because they're like, oh man, that's sleazy. It's weird. No, man, sales is great if you believe in what you're selling. Yeah. And if you're selling something that, that is as important as you've put thought into your art, your heart and soul and something that you believe can really make an impact and, and like, you know, change the trajectory of people's lives for the better. I'm knocking on all the fucking doors, man. I like absolutely. It gets rid of that fear of being a salesperson right out of the gate, which, and I'm saying that to you because if you're like us, you're a creative person, you fucking hate salespeople. You hate the idea of sales. You They're hate the, the worst. idea of all that shit. I've been on the inside of the shark tank, man. I spent four years in there, dude. I can tell you, I don't fucking blame you. It's weird. It's like completely robotic, almost sociopathic in some ways, some of these fucking people, man. But, but sales in and of itself is not a bad thing. And if you do it with compassion, you do it with the right mission behind it, it's actually your obligation to go let people know about it or else nobody's going to know about it. So this is your time in the apparel building uh, phase to kind of start getting over your fears, man, and and become comfortable selling yourself. But you're not selling yourself in a bad way and selling shit that people don't need. You're selling an opportunity that people will most likely be really fucking stoked on. Anytime we yeah. have reached out to people or send an email... People are super stoked on it, man. They're like, this is awesome. I'd love to work with you. That's the responses that you're going to start to get. And that's what you can start to tell yourself as you go on, um, as you start, you know, recruiting basically for people that can help build your brand. Um, is that you're going to make friends, man. You really are. If you put the proper time into it and you have the right mission behind your logo and it's just cool shit, uh, dude, people like that. And they're wanting to hear yeah. from you. They're wanting to get down with that. So, um, of course, give them the prototype, see what they think. 
listen to feedback in this in this period too, man. Absolutely. And if and it's not going well, hey, you didn't lose out. Go back to the drawing board and ask what they would change about it. Yeah, you have to be able to take the the negative advice. And mm-hmm. I, Kevin and I have both stand, stood there and had dear friends of ours just, you know, uh, hey, here's our prototype. Would you wear it? And maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. And said, hey, it's I don't know, man. This is not for me. I can't really sell it. And that's honestly, and what I think what we were kind of telling is like, you know, with us, it was like people in bands and, and us. But if you don't have those people, that's okay. Like give it to your give it to your mom and dad, right, whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. You can give it to anybody that you you can, and as long as you believe in it, like they will probably believe in it and try to help sell you. Um, but you have to be able to take the criticism because the criticism is gold. That is the best thing you're ever going to hear. You may think what you just created. So you spent all this time on step one. You branded. You, I mean, this took hours, uh, weeks, months, a year. And it goes out into the wild with this prototype. And all of a sudden, your people are like, eh, people aren't digging it. Okay, maybe something's wrong. Because, Kevin, let me ask you this, though. Like, we're all artists. So when someone says something you worked really hard on is wrong, our initial reaction is, no, they're wrong. Yeah, very okay. defensive. We get defensive, and that's okay. It is, it's who we are. We're fragile people. We're creators. But if you actually listen to the feedback and if they say, well, this would have been cool if like maybe it was a different color or if this went over here or this one over there, instead of like poo-pooing that or uh, dismissing that, maybe utilize that. Maybe try something with that and then see what the reaction is. But don't – you can't get – don't get it in the way of your own art is what I'm trying to say. Don't get it in the way. Look at the response because you're not doing this. You're doing this for you, but you're also doing this to connect to other people. That's how you build a successful uh, brand, mm-hmm. so you, especially in apparel. So if all of a sudden you maybe listen to that criticism and people are like, oh, dude, I, I would buy 20 of those shirts. Okay, you did, you did, you did, the, you did the work. You actually listen to criticism. Listen to that. It is knowledge. It is gold. It is meat. It is the tastiest thing you'll ever you'll ever taste in your life because you're not always right, especially when you're first starting out. You're not always right. And we have had plenty of experiences with that, mm-hmm. you know? So I would say listen to criticism, put out that prototype, and see what, see what the feedback is and utilize that. Utilize that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. People people usually aren't telling you shit just to shoot you down, man. There's something that they don't understand or something that's not clear, and that's valuable information for you, you know, because if you have 30 seconds to grab someone's attention, even when you get to run in Facebook ads and stuff like that, if it's not right out of the gate to where people are like, I'm confused, I have no idea what this is, then that's, um, you know, it's going to throw you off. Um yeah. And it's not good. So, so listen, listen to the feedback and yeah, everything that Steve said right there is, is right on, man. People are, people are just trying to teach you, man. I think that's a good lesson for life too, dude. If people are just giving you feedback, even if your everyday life, dude, most of the time it's not personal, man. They're giving you information and there's stuff yeah. there to unpack that if you take it the right way, you're probably going to be better for it. So, well, I'll give you the best example. The best example of that is something you actually said to me. So we had our 2020 meeting, uh, in January, it was like our Kevin and I sit around and we're like, okay, this is what we're doing right, this is what we're doing wrong. And I'll never forget you said this to me. You're like, you're like, sometimes I think you leave opportunities that sit on the table. 
or like you leave opportunities on the table and you're like, you don't attack them. And I'll never forget he said that. And I was like angry. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, fuck you. You don't even know what you're talking about. But I, that has stuck with me throughout this whole journey with this company and throughout my whole journey as a songwriter and throughout my whole journey, even as like a human, like I, you have to listen to people, especially when you're doing these prototypes, we're telling you, bring it to people close to you. People that are close to you are never trying to hurt you. That's what you just said. They're only trying to help you. So I've always used that and, and, and I've like, am I, you know, is this an opportunity that I'm leaving on the table? That changed my whole kind of spectrum. It changed the program in a lot of the ways that I deal with business and, and interpersonal relationships, but you have to hear it. And it's that type of like criticism, but also it's helpful, okay? Because this is all coming from a place of love. So listening to those people is a huge thing. We're not always right as creators. Just because we are passionate and love something and we think this is the end all be all and we think we got our brand all knocked out and locally we're doing great. Well, this this third step is create the prototype. You're going to learn that maybe you need to go back to the drawing board sometimes. You need to go back to those blueprints and you might need to fix things. That's all positive. That's all positive because before we get to the fifth step, which is launch, you got to make sure this shit is airtight. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's beautiful, dude. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad that stuck with you in a positive way. No, it, it did. It did. <laughs> it did. At first I was like, uh, you're a fucking idiot. I'll kill you. But you have to learn how to I'm telling you. And you know this too, when you, when you're guys, guys, you're starting a, a, a an apparel brand or any any art you do, get thick skin quick. Yeah. Because the word no, and we talk about this all the time on the podcast, y'all heard it. You're going to hear it a lot. You're going to hear that your best ideas are the shit or or, or are shit and um, no one cares. That's what people are going to make you feel like. It's how you deal with that. That is the biggest thing that's going to move you forward. Okay. No one ever just came out of the gate with like, I got a brilliant idea and this is how it goes. And then the next day they woke up with, with fucking $12 million. It never happens like that. There goes through thousands of errors, failures, um, soul searching, everything. That's what we're trying to talk about on this. So um, this is my favorite part is what I want to get into. And, and, and this is part four. It's learn the tools. Uh, this has been a big thing for me. And I know it has been a big thing for you. And we could go on. So we're probably going to take a little time with this. But um, let's go into learn the tools. Yeah, man. If you guys are starting an apparel brand, you have no fucking idea, especially if you've never done it before, how many fucking moving parts there are, man. It is like putting yeah. the design on the shirt Jesus. is the easiest thing, dude. I wish I wish that took care of stuff, but it's it's not at all. And it almost makes step one even a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> it makes definitely. step one a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. Now, congratulations, dude. You have a brand. You marketed locally. You got some hype around it. You have a successful prototype. Let's say, you know, you did all the steps right there and you got great feedback. People are like, dude, your brand is fucking dope, dude. Sign me up immediately. When's the launch? I'd want 20 of them. Okay, great. Fuck. Uh, now you need a website. 
Now you need to start building your email list. Now you got to learn about Instagram and Facebook advertising. Now you got to learn about pop-up events and like how to uh, gather email addresses there. Then you got to learn like the seasonal flow of things. You got to learn how to track inventory and pay attention to like what's getting low and what sells the best and when to reorder and what's best to reorder and when you should completely cancel something, blah, 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 blah. Not to mention you want full creative control as much as possible. Yes. So even if you have a graphic designer that does your does your designs, learn Adobe Illustrator, learn Photoshop, learn all that stuff together. Um, we have a unique combination of talents that have made things really fortunate for us. And the more days that go by, the more grateful I am for that because I know a lot of people don't have these things. And we'll get into that in a second. But Let's just start with, okay, so the main tools of an apparel brand are you got to have an e-commerce site, right? All the apparel brands pretty much use Shopify. That's what we use too. We have a Shopify premium one. There are, there are um, free Shopify templates that are fine just to get started is what we started with, but then upgraded. So you need to learn Shopify one. You need to know how to upload a product onto there. You need to know your back end of it. How you're going to collect payments from customers? Are you doing just Shopify Pay? Are you having PayPal up there? Are you, you know, there's a million different payment options for people. That even, dude, there's like you can put a down payment on a ten dollars shirt now through a Shopify app. I mean, it's endless. So you need to start there. What's your point of sale system? Is it Shopify? Do you want to have a retail store? I mean, that's a whole different thing. Then you have to apply for a bank loan, or are you going to get investors? Um, do you get a, do you get seed money from a family and they're going to help you get the retail store in? Even still, you're going to have to have a point of sale system in your retail store. So start with your point of sale and, and learn the inside, the ins and outs of that. Make sure you know, um, how to update your inventory in there, how to upload new products in there, and then what your customer journey is like within your website. Go through it, be a customer of your own brand, say, okay, I want a men's shirt. Is that clearly labeled in the menu? And then when I go to the men's uh, shirt menu, does it aesthetically, do I go down a screen that looks um, sloppy as fuck with all the pictures, the different sizes and everything? Or is it a nice clean slate where I can visually see everything you have and imagine myself wearing stuff like that? I've actually visited a few, uh, not to cut you off, but like I visited a few of, uh, you know, uh, competitors and I've went to their website and it's not easy navigation. Because what you just said, I want a men's shirt. I should be able to click where something says just like men's. And it's going to give me the whole thing of men's. And I'm going to get an idea of what that is. And maybe I'm going to see it on a model. Maybe I won't. But like I'm going to get it right there. It's going to be two clicks away. So many people are so, I think, busy on making those websites so huss and fuss and so glamorous. And they got to be glitzy. And it's like, oh, my God, look at all the pretty people. That's not what people care about. I'm trying to buy a shirt from you. I want to know what it's going to look like. I, I want to see it. Make sure your website is like easy to navigate. Yep. For I mean, that's just like point one. Absolutely, man. Um, and then so once you go through all of that, you know, we haven't even mentioned pricing. Pricing is a big tool in apparel. You got to, I mean, you know, thankfully a lot of people get into apparel because it has amazing fucking margins doesn't cost much to make and print a shirt um, when you're buying the you know the shirts wholesale and then going through a print shop your margin is is massive but like is it so massive that you get groody and price yourself out of the market this like 
learning your price niche is just as important as, as figuring out the brand part of it. So if you are a luxury brand and you're selling $50, $60 t-shirts, you know, where, where is your margin for that? Where, where's your manufacturer, um, stand in their prices? Like where, where are you figuring that out? Right. And then also in those margins, are you figuring in seasonal sales and things like that? Can you go down seven, 10 bucks and still come out ahead? Um, when you have to do pushes for sales and things like that. And then, you know, so there's two ways to calculate. You could do off of worth, right? So, um, and by worth, I mean what the brand is perceived as, um, uh, what's the word? Um, the, what the brand is perceived as being valued as. So like yeah. Louis Vuitton, right? Their shit could cost them like $10 to make if they charge you $80 yeah. for, for some of that stuff. And so that's a massive margin. But since they're in the luxury market, they got to jack that up a little bit. Us, we're in the skater, streetwear, um, you know, rock style, rock style kind of niche. Most things for us are going to be high end, sixty dollars for a hoodie, low end, twenty five dollars for a shirt, right in there, right. And so, our margins are decent on that, but we could. There's room to play in there, but you also don't want to undercut or overcut. So, look around at people that are in your niche, look at their pricing. And then, you know, make sure that yours is dialed in on point with that. So we just went over the pricing. Now we're going to talk about placement. So placement yeah. is um, obviously your website, which we have talked about. But placement is also your social media and how you present and place your products um, so that uh, it's accessible to to your audience. And so a social strategy can be rough to get off the ground, man. You may be tempted to um you know just kind of throw up some pictures here and there and like do some some stuff that's like it looks all right right you took it on your iphone you did some stuff but you don't really know much about editing or like how to create like a visual feel for the brand don't skip this part man um we have put steve has had to put in a lot of work which he's done an awesome job of um but we've had to kind of completely revamp like how we present the brand and if you look at our instagram now had we known all of that when we first started, probably, you know, I don't, who knows what would have happened, but it would have saved, it would have saved some time. So I'm going to let Steve talk about this because he's done a, a fucking awesome job at um, getting the Instagram dialed in. And he has stepped up as the brand photographer, completely learning product photography from the ground up, literally going from an iPhone, setting the iPhone down to getting a camera. You got to talk about that, dude, because that has been fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it's been a journey. And, and I'll tell you this right now, like, coming from somebody who picked up a guitar more than he ever did a camera in his life. I never picked up a camera in my life, but Kevin and I both agreed that, you know, we were going to spend $300 every, you know, fucking shoot every shoot just, just to get like what, maybe three, three or four good shots of a t-shirt. So we decided to, you know, I won't bore you with this. We, I was, I stepped up and I said, well, I can do that shit, you know, whatever. So we, we went, we went in and we got the camera um, here's the significance of uh, pictures and the image of the product. So Kevin works really hard and designs everything, right? Okay, so there's a story there. As a photographer and what you present to the world, you have to present a story, okay? You have to present a sound. This takes time. 
when I first started doing it, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. We we did our first shoot at a Johnny Ca- at the Johnny Cash Museum, and I did it in the darkness. The light guy says I can't turn on the lights because this doesn't open until five o'clock. It was three o'clock. I'm shooting in JPEG. For all you camera nerds, you'll know. Uh, idiot mistake. I'm shooting in JPEG, and I just shot in the dark, and I had to do my damnedest on a terrible, uh, you know, free editing software to to try to make these things come to life. Now, what I've learned as I researched, and this is the biggest thing. Your image on Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is, your website, your image is everything. It is beyond everything because it's not who is, okay, first of all, it's not who's wearing your shit, it's why they're wearing your stuff. And how you can kind of spread the why is because through the stories you tell through the images that you promote, okay? And... It took a long time. I mean, I'm still I'm still learning, man. Like I'm still learning photography and uh, shit. I could talk about this all fucking day, but I will say this: um, come up. Here's my thing: when 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 you have whether you're the designer and you want to come up with the uh, the images you want to promote to the internet um, or to advertise, or if you have a I'm very blessed to have a designer friend who does it and I can kind of have my own job and that's to create the story. Um, come up with a sound. That's my best advice is come up with your own sound. It's just like in music where when people look at your stuff, they can hear something or they feel something. That's what music does, right? Kevin and I were brought together by music, so I always wanted to keep that in, in line with what we're doing. Come up with the sound. When people see something, when they when they see that post you did and they see that girl in that image or that guy in that image, they can hear it, they can feel it, they can taste it. It goes a long way with your sales. I think it goes a long way with your image and your brand deserves to have everything that you, everything that you convey into what you're doing with the clothing, your image has to say that. And another thing too is like, don't get in the way of your creativity. If you don't have anybody to take images for you, you'll be surprised. I told Kev this, like, Kev, aren't you surprised that you own a sewing machine right now? And the last time, like, I really saw you at thriving in creativity, when I, well, not the last time, but years before, you had drumsticks in your hand, and now you have Adobe Illustrator in front of your face. It's crazy how yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how right. you will surprise yourself about how creative you can really be. And so if you don't want to pay the $300 or $1000 a session to get your like your stuff like you know uh with a professional photographer and they're going to they're going to charge you stupid. You can learn everything yourself. Then you got to become that professional photographer then yourself. You have to. You have to. And you have to take the time. This is all about step Four, which is learn. You have to learn. And your image is so important. I have to tell Kevin's story when he designs stuff. I have to be able to tell that story because that's what we're selling. Because when we're doing online sales, they're seeing the design. But if, but if they don't know the story, the sound, they're not buying it. They're not buying it. So take that very, very seriously. Yeah, because what we did... You know, when we were in our pre-launch phase, we had a photographer friend that is very talented, but he has a different style and a different approach than what works for our brand. 
And so we hired him. It was $300. But what we weren't told was how little control we were going to have over what uh, photos this particular person chose for us to, to look at. Now, that's his way of doing business. I'm not knocking him yeah, uh, by, by any means. That's totally fine. Um, yes, it would have been preferable to be able to look at, at the whole batch and like have more of a say on what we wanted since it is for the brand. But that's, that's just not the way this particular person wanted to work, and that's fine. So we got, we got the stuff back, and you get that sinking feeling where you're like, man, this just doesn't hit. This isn't, this isn't right. And we're like, we yeah. got to do this every... We got like, you know, f- probably five, six usable photos from that. And yeah. we looked at each other. We're like $300 every time we have a new release for five or six photos. No Dude, if you're, run, if you're launching an apparel brand, know that this is one of the most content-heavy industries you could ever get into. You're going to need a photo shoot all the time for it's any... image-based. Sh- it's yeah. image-based. It's image-based. So, dude... Hiring a hiring a professional photographer for three hundred four hundred dollars a session, maybe even on up to five hundred, dude, it's just not feasible. You're not you're you're not gonna make it. So you either get a nice iPhone and learn Photoshop and get that stuff down, or you know if you have a partner like I'm, you know, very fortunate and blessed to have that is willing to step up and learn it from the ground up, even better, right? You know, we have a very unique combination that we've that we've had to work at and work out to where it's designer photographer director or um, I'm sorry uh, screenwriter director right yeah I go to the board I come up with an idea those designs that's my script right then I hand it to the director the director brings it to life you know and, yeah. and, and we're good to go it's just back and forth back and forth back and forth nothing gets in the way there's there's very little third parties and that's what I want to um, yeah. express as well man the more you can control the more that is under your roof the faster you're going to grow um, and that comes Absolutely. from learning those fundamental tools it comes from learning photography um, we hired out a graphic designer in the in the beginning right like I had these ideas you saw you see I had them sketched out I knew the type of feel I wanted the type of font I wanted um, all of that stuff I had the visual laid out and I would sketch it on a piece of paper. Then I would send it to a super talented graphic artist, uh, graphic designer, friend of ours. But again, you know, sometimes all the way up to 250, 300 for stuff. I'm just like, this is going to dude. When it's going to kill you in the end. It is going to, it is. If you don't learn it, it's going to kill you in the end. Totally, man. You know, we, we probably only have, um, seven, uh, SKUs right now, SKUs, stock keeping units. Um, dude, but for most apparel brands, you're talking 20, 30, 50, all the way up to a thousand stock keeping units. Dude, a thousand times 250, 300 bucks, man. Like I can't, you can't afford to do that out of the gate. Um, you can afford to do it once you're a big brand and you can have a team of graphic designers on staff. But dude, think about like, if you don't know graphic and apparel design from the ground up, you're never gonna have that um, aptitude to lead a team of graphic designers down the road, right? And so just like Steve took it into his own hands to buy a camera, to sit on Skillshare and YouTube and learn it from the ground up, I too uh, have bought an iPad Pro and got Adobe um, Illustrator on my on my laptop and spent hours um, learning from Skillshare, learning from YouTube videos, how to design, how to, A, like I went all the way back like uh, to the fundamental basics of graphic design, including um, like learning fonts, like anything you would learn from a regular graphic design curriculum at any at any school and then also graphic design as it relates to apparel design 
Um, and then now, as I told you guys, moving into learning how to spec a garment and make a tech pack, which is basically, you know, learning how to measure um, bodies and put that into um, garments so you know how to actually do custom cut and sew stuff, right? But dude, this is taking an obsession yeah. From, yeah. from the past year to the point where like, my wife and I have had to sit down and she's like, you're distracted. You're always working on this. I was like, I know, like I, I have to learn it. It's that important. That's that important. And so maybe we should stop there, dude. Maybe like real quick, if you don't have that burning, literally obsession, dude, just dude, don't do it, man. Like <laughs> it's not, it's no, going to be. I think that's, I in, think that's appropriate. Unless you, unless you like doing it as a hobby and you have zero intention of making it your full-time thing, which yeah. is fine, dude. I'm not knocking you if you want to do that, but. I cannot stress how important it is to learn all of this shit from the ground up and not and hire out as little as possible. If you if you take away anything from this, it's it's that. If you're if you're going to do this, be prepared to take yourself back to school. Well, absolutely. I mean, the numbers just speak for themselves because you just said, you know, look, uh, if, if you farm out a graphic designer to go do your new designs that you've maybe drawn up or like want to talk to him about, he's going to charge you 300 bucks. Now, I want to go do a, a photo shoot with that said design. Well, that's another 300 bucks. Well, $600 is going to buy you a nice DSLR camera. Well, there you just solved your, your, your photography. You just solved that problem. It pays for itself for you to learn. Mm -hmm. But Kev, Kev is very true, man. Like, dude, if you don't want to do this shit, like, if it's not, like, every day, if it's not every day and, like, it's not taking up your time, like, then go fuck off with this stuff. Because there's people like us that are going to beat you to it. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're your competition. We're your competition. I've, I, I've always heard that with people that's, speak very strongly about their art and creativity mm. we're your competition we were the people that are, that will do it so s let that sink in mm -hmm. let that sink in because yeah. we're the motherfuckers that are gonna go do it and we're giving you the means to do it yeah. we're telling you what we're doing we're giving away all of our secrets like this is how you're gonna save money this is how you're gonna be become a, a a popular brand by doing it very cheap but doing it yourself and doing it authentically which, what other way do you want to do it? And if you don't want to do it this way, and you just want to say, I don't have the time, we'll go do it. We'll be happy to do it. Yeah. Yeah, well, we, we are doing it. Um, and so, and so yeah. that's where it is. That's like, like, you know, that's where the bar is, man. So just want to, just setting the expectations, dude, just being yeah. real. It's, um, it takes- Sorry, we got vicious. No, no, you're Sorry good. Sorry, we got vicious, but- No, you're good, man. I've true. just seen, I've just seen a lot of people, um- on some other brands pages that are like, yo man, try, how, how hard is it to start a merch company? Dude, it's fucking damn near impossible if you don't have the work ethic, honestly. Yeah. Everybody can poo poo something, you know what? But those people, they never do it. They mm. never do it. We want you to do it. Yeah. We're trying to tell you to, to do it because we're actively doing it. And these are two guys that had no business a year ago starting a clothing company. Mm -hmm. And it has changed our lives. Totally. And yeah, really we does. are uh, just, you know, cutthroat with this stuff now. And and our whole point of this whole conversation is to encourage you to do it. It can be done. It can be done. It can. And so here's the other thing, too. Um, if, you're, if you're just listening to this and you have zero interest in starting an apparel brand, what can you take from, from those past five oh, minutes yeah. right there? What... Uh, whatever you're trying to pursue, what are you farming out that's getting in your way? Where are you running into the first frustrations where you're like, man, this guy just doesn't get it. How how can you take 
control back and, and, you know, take the responsibility off of that person and put it back on you. Um, you know, the answer is you can learn anything you want to learn. The amount, the amazing amount of fucking platforms that are out there to learn literally anything online, dude, we're in a, a completely new era. So you have to, if you have the discipline to sit down, I'm, I'm telling you, if you just say it starts and stops with me and I'm going to take personal responsibility to make this happen. And whatever happens is my fault. Extreme success, my fault. Extreme yeah. failure, my fault. And that really is true. Mm-hmm. Um, because anything that you're just not wanting to do because it seems too hard, dude, no wrong. You, you absolutely have the capability. You just have to commit and do it. Um, and so, and so that's that part of it. Those, those are, those are the practical tools there. Um, also you need to learn email marketing. What, how are you going to capture people that come to your website? We use MailChimp. So I would recommend learning MailChimp inside. That email list is everything. Yep. Everything. When you show up at pop-up events, have it have it out in front. Any sale you make or anyone that comes up and talks, say, hey, can you um, please put your email address down so I can um, you know, stay in touch about new releases or anything like that. And then you have to build out an email marketing structure. Um, this takes a lot of time. And honestly, like learning Illustrator and Procreate and working on new designs has kind of taken it over for me. So I've kind of kind of fallen off ours, but, um, you know, I'll get back on, but I, you know, I did put in a lot of work to, um, earlier when quarantine first hit, um, kind of dripping out email campaigns, uh, that introduced the brand, uh, introducing new launches and things like that. Um, you know, you don't have to go crazy with emails. You don't want to beat up people's inboxes once, yeah. once, you know, every other week or so just to keep in touch or even just once a month or even, even, if you never talk to them, but only when you have new releases, at least just be consistent with whatever you do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you do need to have like an OmniSend or MailChimp or something like that uh, to set that up. I believe Shopify is going to make you set up a MailChimp account because it's going to link orders to that. So when people go to your Shopify, your e-commerce store, um, it's going to send them notifications through like your, like that uh, MailChimp thing. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it'll send out emails automatically, but they're, they're going to, it's going to extract the emails from the landing page when people go in to put an order and they're going to put it in. It's going to Shopify automatically sync it to your MailChimp account. Very important when it comes to marketing. Um, and and you want to do that. So learn MailChimp, YouTube it and say like how to create successful email campaigns in MailChimp. You definitely need that. So we have, uh, we have the product, we have the social media strategy. We have the images, like how you're going to present the products. We have, um, you know, how you're going to recapture existing clients through email. Um, and then something that we have still not gotten to yet, but we'll be rolling out soon is actual real targeted Facebook ads. Yeah. So you need to have a Facebook pixel in your website that um, collects data from people that come to your website, right? When they go to your website, their information from their IP address will go into that pixel. That pixel will feed it back to Facebook. And when you go into your Facebook ads manager, you will have this wealth of data that you can uh, plug in certain, uh, you know, criteria for, and the, the pixel, the pixel will match it up with those people and show those retargeted ads to them. Um, we have had better luck right now, just building the brand organically and doing trade shows and really getting the brand dialed in from a design and visual standpoint that uh, we have held off 
on it and probably won't start until this next launch comes up. A, it's a lot of money, man. You need to invest. You need to be prepared yeah. to spend three to six months worth of of money on whatever you're doing uh, when it comes to Facebook ads or else it's just not going to pay you back. Yeah. And so for us, uh, it has been worth our while to really dial in our, our process and our uh, our design, our design and our image process um, to the point that it's at now. Cause now I feel a hundred percent confident that if we run any one of the images that Steve has and put some good ad copy with it, we're going to get a good return. Um, so, you know, we're, we're in year two right now. We're at 18, 19 months. Um, and, and we're just going to start that. So what I'm trying to give you some relief and say that you don't have to dive right into Facebook advertising. You're going to, um, be yeah. a lot better if you do all these previous steps of marketing yeah. locally and stuff like that and just getting in front of like a, a core concept base. So um, so take that from that. But that would be the final tool in the tool belt. Once you have all of those things running together, um, you're, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be set up for our last step, which is to actually launch right. and, and do something cool. But um, I know that's kind of counterintuitive because I said you don't have to worry about the Facebook ads until like way later after the launch. But like you should you should be... Notice I still have the knowledge about how they work. So know, right. know how that's they work all, prior that's to That's all about the learning, the learning aspect. Yes. Yeah, you have yeah. to learn it. And, and two guys, when you're learning, um, whether you're starting this with a friend or three people, six people, or just by yourself... Uh, one thing I, I did want to say is um, when you are specifically learning one set of tools, take your time on it and focus on that and focus on that only. Mm-hmm. Kevin and I have different roles in this in in Barmers and Slaves, where we you know we have graphic designer uh, to photographer, but I'm also you know bombcast director, and Kevin does a lot of the uh, content and, and caption stuff. So there's other roles, but when we're really trying to set like a pace of like what we're trying to do we are dead set on one thing we're never trying to like dabble and multitask because right now photography is a big thing and i think graphic design is the big thing and like Mm -hmm. i'll never ask for anything more you guys have to concentrate on one thing because when you master that kevin and i always talk about that until we master that we're not moving on to the next belt it's just like karate you don't go to the next belt until you've mastered what you've learned and I think that's a big thing when it comes to business and especially starting your apparel brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Um, all right. So we're going to go to, so shit, that was, that was, that was fun. That was, that fun. was a lot. That of course. Lot. We, of course we went. I got an attitude. I, mean, I got an attitude. Hey, it's good, man. It's called, it's tough love, dude. It's good cop, bad cop. It is. It is. And I hope you guys, you know, got some love out of that. But, um, uh, number five is, is okay. We celebrate. The launch. All right. So the launch. Step five. You've done one through four. You got some hype. You built it up. You're ready to go. All right. I would not I would not make this a small thing. I would do whatever Hell you no. can to put a Hell massive no. fucking event around this. If you put up a tent in your front yard and throw a block party um, and you have giveaways, I mean, do what... You really got to rack the brain on this one and put a significant 
amount of like time and thought into really making this pop off. Is there event? Is there an event in your community that you can like uh, help sponsor and like tag along on? I mean, you want as many eyes as possible on this, and you want all those Instagram stories filming it. You want all the. I mean, you want to. This is where my man Curtis Fifty Percent Jackson. Uh, says control is, perception. Yes. You want to control the perception and make it look like you guys have been around for years. You don't just want to say, hey, here's my apparel brand, guys. But will you please buy it? Blah, blah, blah. No, you want to say, hey, motherfucker, I'm here to play and I'm serious. And people are going to look at that and they're like, what the fuck? How did I miss this? I mean, that has to be the bar. Um, and it's going to take you places. So what can you do to do that? Well, Use your resources, man. You know more people than you think you know. And people you know know a lot more people than you think you know. And just a little bit of humility and saying, hey, man, I want this to be the biggest launch of the fucking year. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Even if you don't have the money, can you, I don't know, do something around their house? Whatever, man. Just like, this is your brand. This is your time to launch. It's going to be huge. Like, Share figure your out story. Ways. Share your story. Yeah, figure out ways to make it happen. Um, and obviously by this time you've gone from prototype to doing a first run of shirts or hats. Right. And so I wanted to touch on that really quick, you know, by, before this time, obviously find your print shop in place, or if you're super ambitious and you bought, you know, a single screen printer and you learned how to screen print yourself out of your garage, even better, dude, uh, find the blanks that you want to print on, whether those be, you know, the main, uh, blanks for t-shirts are either Bella canvas or Gildan. Uh, the Gildan hammer tee is badass. Um, and then the, just like the, the regular Bella canvas tee is, is good. Um, go pick that out though. Go to a print store or at least like get your wholesale license and order some from, uh, from some wholesale distributors and make sure you have your fabrics and everything picked out, right? That's part of this launch. You want to make sure that either that prototype that you're running with, you're just doing like one shirt and one hat, whatever your quote line is, have that line dialed the fuck in. Uh, prior to launch too. But, you know, once the launch does come out, this has got to knock the fucking socks off of people, man. Don't like, don't just make this a small thing. Should be a big thing. And even, dude, let's say you're really young. Maybe you're only 18, 19. You don't know a lot of people, but you still want to do this. Man, it's scalable, right? Like making the launch a big deal is scalable to the resources that you have available, right? I'm not saying you got to go get a loan for $100,000 and pack out a fucking you know, ballroom, you know, it's as big as you can make it based on what you have to work with. Just don't make it a, a little deal in your mind, right? At least put forth an honest effort to be like, all right, how, how can I make this as big as possible and as big of a deal as possible? Because you're going to need all the momentum you can possibly fucking get, dude. You're signing up for a long road and a long journey and a lot of peaks and valleys. There's a lot of excitement around release, but once that release is over, dude, you're back to the drawing board and it's actually like, you got to like master the mundane, man. It's a lot of day in and day out practice. And you know, it's not, um, it's not like you launch and then everything's good to go. Now the real work starts. So the more you can set that bar right out of the gate for creating as much excitement around it as you can, you're going to, you're going to need that as fuel, um, for when a launch doesn't go as successful as you thought it would be. Or if you have, you know, five out of your 10 shirts are a misprint and you know, there you're going to have, there's a lot of shit that is going to come up. That's going to be rough. Um, but on the subject of money, even if you are 18, 19, you can do, you can do a good amount, but 
at the end of the day, man, this shit costs a lot of money. This is an yeah. expensive business to get into. It's not as crazy as like, uh, you know, starting a tech firm or something like that where you need like millions of dollars in seed money, but you're going to need, dude, pro- at the minimum 10, 15 grand, which f- depending on where you are is, is a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and, and so be prepared for the battle. Be prepared for boring moments. Be prepared to spend a decent amount of money before you see any type of return. Um, and most of all, man, uh, I probably wouldn't do any of this until until I put and until I was really sure that I wanted to dedicate all my time to learning every aspect of this. Or yeah. else, or else, just be okay with just doing it as a hobby and doing it for fun. Yeah, hundred percent, man. It, it does. It does take money. And Kevin and I had this. This is a personal experience, but like we we have paid the money. We have paid that money we're talking about, and we have gone to shows where we probably haven't gotten back what we thought we were going to get. But here's what we got back: we still celebrated it as a victory because we got back knowledge, information, and things that could make us do better the next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, man. And you know, in closing. If you have listened to this whole thing and you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm fired up, man. I'm starting an apparel brand. Dude, I'm genuinely stoked for you because the yeah. the other side of everything is you're going to have a hell of a time, man. The people that we've met and the connections we've been able to make through this company is just amazing, man. All like a lot of connections that we would have never been able to make uh, how have we never started the brand? So I'm excited for for the challenges you're gonna face. I'm excited for the people that are that they're that you're gonna meet that are gonna support you, that are gonna have stories of their own, that are connect gonna connect with your brand on ways that you never expected, and open up doors that you've never even seen out there. So know that that is on the other side as well. This is such a rad fucking journey, y'all. It is a rad fucking journey if you do it right, and. We're two people here to tell you that is the most exciting experience that we've ever faced in our lives. It really is. That's bombing your boundaries. But um, totally, totally. There it is. Yeah. There it is, <laughs> y'all. So I think that's gonna wrap it up for tonight. And if you yep, like what yep. you heard today and you gain knowledge and uh, learn something, please rate and review this episode, or visit our brand new YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to our channel. It is Bombers and Sleeves Bombcast. Uh, give us a like. You know, we love what we do and what we do is for the Y-O-U. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram at Bombers and Sleeves and get updated on all of our apparel, all of our content and our blog at bombersandsleeves.com. Y'all, until next time, bomb your boundaries, baby. Peace.